I'm Dylan. I'm Andy or Jenny. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. This movie's not really particularly, like, quotable. No. But she says Andy or Jenny a lot. A lot. Oh, little Andy or Jenny. Is anybody's name actually Andy? Is Andy always short for Andrew? Oh, real quick. Sorry, everybody. I had Temple's mic hot as fuck. Oh. <laughs> Yours was turned up all the way for some reason. I mean, reason. you got three separate channels. You can you can dip me down and post. Unless yeah. it's just like blown out. <laughs> it was like... Yeah. But... Yeah, it is... It is I'm sorry, Andy or Jenny. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> But yeah, is Andy Andy's just short for Andrew, right? Nobody's actually named Andy. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not the authority. I'm not really sure either. But I've never. I don't think I ever had a friend named Andy. Unless you're Andy McDowell or Andy Griffith, a lady Andy. Andy McDowell, pretty lady, not great actress. Burn. She's a good actress. (laughs) She's not that good. (laughs) I like her. I like her. I like Groundhog's Day. Um, Michael's not a good movie, but she's in it. Uh, <laughs> Sex, Lies, and Videotape is a movie. <laughs> she just hasn't been in a lot uh, in a long time. What? It seems like, right? No. What? She hasn't been in a lot in a long uh, time. I don't know. I don't. I know her. Her daughter uh, was the hippie girl in um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. So she's acting, but I don't know about Andy McDowell. She's probably just chilling, being a mom. Go for her. Go yeah. for her. I watched an interview with her uh, on YouTube two weeks ago. Oh yeah, how, that how is that? my contribution. I'm sure she's a sweet lady. I like her accent. Yeah, she uh, actually she talked about Howell. Howell. I get, I'm just pronouncing her last name. <laughs> she, um, it looks like it hurts her to smile. You know what I mean? Like, look at this picture. Like, I'm just smiling because I have to. Or yeah. it's like that's just like her I face feel like is that's like a that. Lot of people, she has though. a big mouth. Yeah. I don't know, man. She was a model for uh, like Calvin Klein or something. Oh, yeah. I could see that. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, She's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, but she, like, I guess uh, in one of the first movies she was in, like, she did the entire movie and then found out after the fact that they were dubbing over her accent. <laughs> <laughs> and she was super pissed. So, um, absolutely. And then she's, yeah. like, gone out of her way to not. Like, she's tamed her accent a little bit, but for the most you part, know, she's kept a, it on purpose. Uh, yeah. A great combination of. Uh, Bizarre voice, <coughs> voices or accents would be a Andy McDowell, Holly Hunter. Oh, right. <laughs> like, for, what is that? Even? I mean, Holly Hunter also is like deaf in one ear, so I think that might be why, why, she, why she talks. Oh, she is funny. Yeah, I didn't know that. But, huh. Okay, I, I had know. no idea. Love Holly Hunter, much better actress. Sorry, Andy. Well, she's got <laughs> she's got a bit of range, so yeah, I understand that. That is not. Ooh, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> All right. Rosemary's baby. Well, you, I'm doing, the, I was going to do the thing and then. <laughs> I'm really come on. sorry. I'm that's so why, tired. Yeah, that's why God created editing <laughs> I software. I slept, really. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, we've both been sick, so. <laughs> it's been a wild couple of weeks, y'all. <laughs> I mean, I started it by asking a useless question. It wasn't useless. No, it's good. It's okay. It's a good question. This week on Black Hat Horror, we have the queen of paranoia pictures, the mother of satanic panic films, and the flick of the modern witch. Rosemary's Baby. We follow sweet little Rosemary as she and her budding film star husband Guy move into a new apartment in hopes of a fresh start and three new babies. However... Our two lovebirds have moved into an old folks' home of witches that only want to give Rosemary Satan's baby gravy in order to bring his child into our world to take control. This film has tons of naked old folks, a fresh-ass haircut, 
a Satan sex scene, two kills, one blinding, and the devil's newborn. Rosemary's baby. It is not what you were expecting. And Ruth Gordon. And Ruth mm-hmm. Gordon. Boy. <laughs> the, the first time I saw this movie, um, I had not seen um, Harold and Maude. So mm-hmm. this second time that I watched it for this, uh, I was like, oh my gosh. And my yeah. heart grew two sizes too big. I just love her so much, dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are the only things I'm familiar with her in, but you yeah, know, she me too. is uh, a vibrant presence. Mm-hmm. In everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume so. Yeah. Uh, also, total, total, like, total babe when she was younger. I mean, still is in a way. Yeah. Well, not anymore now. Well, I mean, she's yeah, passed yeah, away. This movie, but... she's got all the, the, you know, extra old lady makeup on and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I love it's it. A That's going to be me. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, it's like, absolutely going to be. You. I'm sorry. What's the brightest blue that I can put on my face? Because that's what, that's what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Also, curlers all the time for no reason. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. For well, sure. Sometimes you, well, I guess it's only when you dye your hair. But there have definitely been times where I come home and you've just got like a plastic bag on your head. For hours. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's just baghead night, which is just because I'm dyeing my hair. Uh, not for any other reason. So anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, I love this movie. Yeah, you, you picked this one. So, Camilla, how many times do you think you've watched this movie? If you had a guess. It's one of those things where you just like have it on in the background plenty of times where it's like a casual watch thing. Yeah. No, actually no. no. Okay. I actually this intently is... watch this one every time I've watched it. Yeah. Um, so like I feel like I... if it's gonna be in the background, it needs to be I don't know, something shitty like like mall rats or like a movie that's <laughs> yeah. like some throwaway shit. Yeah. yeah I can't like... casually watch anything anyway, but like yeah. if, if I'm gonna put something in on in the background, it needs to be like you know, pure cotton candy. Like yeah. just fluff. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, yeah, it's really hard to put a movie on in the background, and unless it's like an older Batman Forever, like, yeah, pretty good while you're cleaning the house. Like an older flick or something <laughs> like that is easier to do. But the last time I like, I mean, it was a long time ago. So the last time I ever actually like put a movie on to um, clean the house or something was like the remake of Evil Dead, and I just ended up watching the remake of Evil Dead. Yeah, I don't ever. Um... I the only times that I've attempted to do that, I do it with movies that are like uh, foreign films. Oh yeah. Um, that require me to pay attention to the subtitles and are like super duper 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 B. That's is the cat. Yeah. Um, glad I cleaned up all the litter. Okay. Um, so anyway, like super B movies that like I know like it's not gonna matter if I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Like the mushroom people or whatever. Oh, like. Okay. Um, stuff like that. The mushroom people. Yeah. (laughs) I hadn't heard of that one. (laughs) (laughs) There is, I don't remember what the title is, but there really is a movie like that on Shudder, I think, or Prime that is like mushroom people. They get stranded and whatever. Anyway, so uh, Rosemary's Baby, I've probably seen it like, I don't know, a dozen times, maybe 10 times. See, Ten the, to a dozen times. That's a lot of. That's a lot of time. Yeah, this is my second time watching it. Um, the first time I watched it, I liked it, but I was just like, "All right, cool. I'm glad I watched it. I know that it's good, but it's like, you know, cool." And then the second time I watched it, I got more of the like 
vibe that this movie was giving off, which the existential is existential uh, dread. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and I think a lot the of that has loneliness. To do... Well, yeah, <laughs> and conspiracy. I I feel like once you've watched like Possession, um, you really can get more in tune with like, hey, this movie isn't like objectively scary it's everything that's underneath that's really what this movie's trying to do like this movie's not like this person dies isn't it it doesn't it make you feel things but it's more like everything everything is fucking i mean this thing just like slowly like builds up at a steady pace until like it breaks and then it's too late and i'm just like you should have stayed in Ohio, damn it! Yeah. Wherever yeah. the fuck you are from, you're not built for the city, Mia. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's in real life too, but <laughs> she is a character now. Yeah, oh, she gosh. is Man. just something else. But uh, yeah, the se- first time I watched it, of course, I was like, yeah, that was that was great. But I did appreciate and enjoy it more the second time. Where I was like, oh well, this is just like perfect. There's not really yeah. anything here that's. But like to complain about, you right. know what I mean? No. For such a silly premise, yeah. For such a wildly silly premise, this movie's not silly, which is I feel like really hard to pull off, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pulled off as well as it possibly could be. I think anything yeah. that says a lot about how timeless it is, it well as well, because it wouldn't have been silly at the time necessarily. Mm-hmm. At the time, I think that that was kind of like a newer concept. In film, yeah, like in major film, yeah, I think casual not- audiences may might not find it as I don't know. It feels like I think because it Satan was Baby 19- is just silly. Yeah, yeah, but like that was what nineteen sixty eight or something like that. Yeah. So at the time, Satan Baby was like actually legit scary to people. Yeah. Which to me is silly, but yeah, I mean to and, to and, more yeah. people, it's and, not like. Well, I mean, you got to think, too, in, like, the satanic panic in the United States around this time. It was, like, well, it was any... Well, satanic panic's the 80s thing. This was leading up to... Yeah. This is, like, the, this is, yeah, it's not right. like the 1970s. So, like, having something like this as just, uh, uh, essentially, just, like, kindling for what will be uh, is really cool. Because, I mean, a lot of the times, too, like, with movies like that, like, building up to the satanic panic, it was all kind of, like really silly too i mean you see like what was it um reefer madness or whatever it's just like it's like blown up and just like crazy and it's like obviously this is super goofy and they think it's serious but like oh like exploitive type films that right are meant to like make people not do things that are essentially just overblown psas yeah but i mean like yeah. with this movie the catholic church even stepped in and was just like this isn't good. This is like, you guys can't do this. Just like, like with The Exorcist. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, so in hindsight, yeah, that's super good. Exorcist, creepy. also uh, very silly, but uh, it's still it's still scary because it's done well. Yeah. It's, not, it's exactly. a totally, di- totally different uh, films emotionally. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, this film, if you, if you try and just, like, sum it up, right, it sounds like this. Uh, a couple moves into an apartment. Everyone who lives in the apartment are witches other than them. And they have the devil rape this woman. And then now it has a she has a baby. 
and it's the spawn of Satan. Well, I like, mean, the, oh, that sounds really the dumb. The most important part <laughs> is that her husband sells uh, sells sells out her womb uh, yeah. for fame because yeah. uh, you her know he's a husband. he's yeah. a uh, you know <laughs> struggling struggling actor. Yeah, a handsome struggling actor played by yeah. John Cassavetes, a yeah. short king. Yeah, and it's just like, oh well, <laughs> that sounds that sounds. Yeah. <laughs> Such a handsome man. <laughs> that sounds silly. Like, there's no way that's good. And it's like, oh, no, actually, it's one of the best. And it's cool, too. And I didn't realize this until, like, looking further into the movie that um, Guy was potentially going to be played by Jack Nicholson. Oh, um, yeah. But Polanski was like, well, he looks too devilish. So Yeah, Cassavetes is uh, devilishly handsome. Right. I mean, um, but he's more of an everyman sort of, just yeah. like a dude. Also, yeah, I, I, I'm much, much happier with him in this than Jack Nicholson. I, yeah. You can, you can. Everybody knows what Jack, like what Jack Nicholson would be in this movie. Yeah. It's like, uh, he's got his place. I mean, yeah. We'll save him for Chinatown, another right. perfect right. movie. So, yeah. it, I mean, if you would have put Jack Nicholson in this movie with Mia Farrow, instead of Mia Farrow being like the star, it would just be like. Mia Farrow and Jack Nicholson not butting heads, but also butting heads because, like, she, I mean, when you see Mia Farrow over um, John um, Cassavetti, it's just like, in my head, she is, you know, she is the star of this film. Right. But if you put Jack Nicholson there instead, it's like, who do I care about the most here? Also, like, again, also he probably wasn't perspective. as big of a star at the time. Right. right. That's like 2021 right. perspective. Yeah. But I think his acting probably would have overshadowed her like right. a little That's, bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I do, like you and I were talking about this earlier. He also would have been, she would have known that she was sold out immediately with Jack Nicholson. He couldn't hide it. There's yeah. no downplaying that. <laughs> no. That's exactly no. right. But then like, uh, was what, I, what I was telling Dylan was like, but then later on, he went on to play the devil himself in Witches of Eastwick because he is oh, a yeah. great Satan. Like, he's yeah. a good devil. Oh, yeah. You know, like, devilly type. I know that that's not that's what John Cassavetti sees, movie. but... Unfortunately, um, he went blind. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I get the part. At this point, that's Easy Rider so had to come unfortunate. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. And then you're like... Oh, you're clearly up to something. Yeah. Look at that fucking smile, you devil man. You're smiling. Yeah. You're not even <laughs> trying to smile, but you're smiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know that you have to, I know you've got some stuff to share with us, but one thing that I read that I thought was really interesting about um, the author of this book, because this, uh, this whole movie is based on a book, mm-hmm. um, Rosemary's Baby by Ira Levin. Uh, Ira Levin went on to say this is like a not a quote quote but basically he said like if i had never written this book and it had never gone on to influence other types of films like this like the exorcist and everything leading up to satanic panic would there be all of these um fundamentalist sects of christianity basically like would we be dealing with what we're dealing with today to which I say, probably so, I love it because people are fucking stupid. I mean, if you didn't oh, make yeah. it, somebody so, else was going to. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, this mean, isn't like, I mean, this isn't the craziest concept ever fucking thought up. Yeah, like, right. like, it might not have been as good of a movie, but like, you know, something similar would have would have done it. Yeah, oh, and yeah. don't do that to yourself. Like, don't don't put that martyrdom on your own 
first. Yeah, you also, yeah. Um, you know, really, you know, blowing yourself, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to Maybe say. Maybe I influenced the entire world. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I Just mean. Just the shitty parts, though. Yeah. Like. <laughs> But I thought that was like when I read that I was just like, oh man, dude, you need to uh, go take a nap. You yeah. know, just go. Ooh, yeah, have it's a date. A, yeah, for have some hot tea and like a lady finger. It's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to. It's, like it's a cookie. It's a cookie. I know. Yeah, I know. It's a cookie. I know. It's what a Bruce Springsteen fingered you. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, dude. Okay. So earlier, uh, sidebar, guys, this has nothing to do with the podcast. Again, I did not get, like, hardly any sleep last night. So my brain is, like, firing at peak capacity right now. And <laughs> earlier, I was uh, singing a song that I made up about cleaning the cat litter box. And I was like, oh, I'm just cleaning the poo. And then, um, what if Springsteen... Bruce Springsteen could finger you was the next thing that I rhymed with that. And mm-hmm. now it's been stuck mm-hmm. in Dylan's head. It's pretty it good. Been. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. It's, yeah. been, it's been if yeah, if just Bruce Springsteen fingered me, there. I'd ask for, I don't know, like seconds. tickets to all of his shows. Yeah. Be like, hey sure. man, like, I don't know. Eight seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like can I yeah, can I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Round let me, two? let me get front row for one of your three hour concerts. Yeah. And he's like And can I write the set list? That'd be cool. That's pretty good. That'd That's be cool. Good, yeah. Well, yeah, you're you're playing the river twice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Oh, oh my God. Okay, so I'm just gonna blast through some of the stuff because really, like, I took notes and everything, but kind of just wanted to talk about this movie because yeah. it's one of those that's there's kind of not a lot to talk about, but also a lot to talk about if you want there to be. Yeah. So. Um, it's good. You should watch it. Yeah, definitely. Do um, it. Obviously, directed by uh, Roman Polanski. Yeah, if you don't want to engage with Roman Polanski's art, that's on. That's totally a personal choice. But yeah. uh, you know, if you do, yeah. this is the one. This is one of. This is one of the of the <coughs> two that you should uh, yeah. definitely check out. Yeah. He is a piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> watch this, and then watch okay. Chinatown, and then like, don't look anything up. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Or or do. <laughs> yeah. You probably should. It's uh, it really might, easy it might to make find. Chinatown more interesting. Yeah. If you just oh, Google yeah. <laughs> what I thought was funny is going to his Wikipedia, I was like, Oh, I'm excited to look at all the things that he did and then like it's at the tippy top they were like, By the way and I was like, Oh shit, I already knew this but You gotta damn. head it off with yeah. hey bad kid things happen. Yeah. Just so you know. Also, these <laughs> movies are great. Yeah. So, cinematography was done by William A. Uh, Fraker, uh, who went on to do The Exorcist Two, War Games, and Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Again, those are you guys th- wildly different movies. Yeah, I mean he did a, he did a <laughs> lot, uh, yeah, but I saw those three and I was, I was like, like, oh nice. yeah, War Games. Yeah, Matthew Broderick killed somebody. Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, in real life. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I thought this would be fun. The music is by how do you guys think his this guy's name works? Um. Christoph Komita. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. <laughs> so many Z's and uh, Production company William Castle Enterprises, release date June 12th, 1980, or, I'm sorry, 1968. Budget for this film was uh, $3.2 million, and the box office was $33.4 million, um, which is dope. Uh, originally, I don't think... Um, well, okay, so originally... Uh, Mia Farrow was not 
the uh, number one choice <laughs> to um, to play Rosemary. Well, not for Roman Polanski. Yeah, exactly. Polanski was like, I don't really think she can do it. And then um, after like the first, like after seeing her audition, he was like, oh, well, shit, I'm a dummy. 100% let's get her on this. Um, which makes sense. I mean, she's got a certain, she's got the look for the film. You know what I mean? You know, she and, uh, is also like a... A small person. Yeah. yeah. So, like, adds to being, like, you know. Extra imposed upon. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. everything, like, the whole movie is like, oh, this this very nice uh, sweet lady that just, you know, loves her husband. And then the circle just gets tighter around her. <laughs> yeah. One of the things, too, that I thought was probably a weird thing to have to work around with this movie is, like, you know, I mean, if you know anything or don't know anything at all about, like, shooting movies and stuff like that. A lot of the times the first scene is not the first one that you shoot, but when you have someone who gets a haircut halfway through the movie, it's like, well, we have to do all these scenes first, mm-hmm. which um, it's just like a fun thing to think about because they had to do all that first before they got the haircut. Yeah, um, which I guess the haircut is like the is like two thirds of the movie. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Polanski was actually almost taken off of the film because uh <laughs> he was behind on shooting the film after just 10 days. Get your shit together, (laughs) Production was just like, what the fuck, man? Come on. Making Um, a movie is basically impossible. Yeah. Which is a shame there's so many, like, it's like, how did all the, yeah. 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 Um, And then Mia Farrow almost also left the film, too, because of her shitty husband, who at the time was Frank Sinatra, who wanted her to be in his movie, um, which was The Detective, um, also, fun fact, Frank Sinatra was 50 when she was 19 uh, <laughs> when they started dating. Yeah. But um, he essentially was just like, hey, if you don't leave this film and do my film, then you will not be my wife. And she was like, okay. No. Fucking bye. <laughs> Actually, the what she was like was, hey, Robert Evans, I really, 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 really love my husband because I'm really young and everything about my personality. He's also Frank Sinatra, yeah. like the most famous person in the goddamn country. Yeah, mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra, who will give me anything I want and just wants me to be a little wifey. Mm-hmm. And Robert Evans was like, okay, I get that. But like, watch this and like showed her. A lot, like what they had put together, what had been edited of the film, they watched like in some dailies, yeah. And then she got to see how fucking brilliant she was, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You're gonna be up for an Academy Award, yeah. Like you're making magic right now, and I understand that you love him, but like." And then she was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll stay." Yeah, and that's what. So she she in turn was guy. Yeah. In this scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, that coming from Robert Evans, I don't know if at the time it would have meant as much, but looking back on his career, if, if Robert Evans is like, you should stay in the picture, then you should definitely stay in the picture. Oh, no. 100%. He's the kid who yeah. stayed in yeah. the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Here's some examples so. of uh, why, why you would want to stay in a movie <laughs> on his request. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... The, oh, okay. So this kind of goes into what we were talking about earlier about how this movie is so like unique. Is they didn't know how to market the movie because at the time there wasn't really a movie like this, and so since they didn't really know how to market it, Robert Evans went out of his way to get a hold of one of his friends, um, who was the chairman of um, 
um, Paramount? A pro- or? No, I mean, he was a part of a production company oh, um, okay. that uh, essentially marketed the picture. Oh, it was called... Um, uh, I can't really read this, Let like, the name of it. It's It sounds very different than what it looks like. So, oh, B-N-L-Y and R? Yeah, it's like something <laughs> in Robert, something like that. But gotcha. yeah, it's uh, V-M-L-Y and R if you want to look it up. And so they they made a um, essentially like a press packet for the movie. And they were like, you don't have to pay us to make it, but if you like it, 100 grand. Right. And so the um, the chairman in charge of the film saw just the poster that they made and was like, all right, we're going with this for sure. Dropped a cool hundred grand on the marketing and everything. And then the movie fucking did gangbusters and the blockbusters. So that's not, or in the, in the, in the fucking box office. There we go. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, according to Mia Farrow, the scenes where Rosemary actually walked into traffic, uh, 100% real. Uh, of course, Roman Polanski was like, hey. He was the only, he also filmed that scene too because he was the only one that would actually do it. Everyone else was like, we can't have a woman I mean, walk into traffic. But Roman Polanski was like, no one in their right mind is going to hit a pregnant woman with their car. <laughs> so they, he just had her walk across the street. And no uh, one wants to thing. do that. I know. Yeah, that's, but, why, <laughs> that's why uh, when cars hit stuff, we call them accidents. <laughs> right. Not purposes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that it feels like there was a lot of, uh, you know, in the this beginning of, like, new Hollywood stuff. Those guys were doing all kinds of crazy shit. Like, yeah. William Friedkin was a fucking terror on The, the, the Exorcist. Exorcist. Or, like, yeah. in Midnight Cowboy, all that stuff was, like, shot just on, like, the, when they were, like, walking the streets and stuff. It's like, oh, no, they just, they just did it. Mm. Which is really funny because, like, he and um, uh, oh my gosh, the dude that played Guy, John Cassavetes. Jo- oh, I almost said Guy Cassavetes. Fun. <laughs> um, so he and like uh, Roman Polanski and John Cassavetes like almost didn't couldn't work together oh, because yeah. John Cassavetes wanted to improv a lot, and Roman Polanski's like, "There's a script for a reason." I mean, like, yeah, yeah, but jo- that makes sense because John Cassavetes like he's he's a director as well, and uh, people either like his movies or they don't because. There's a lot of he's yeah he's got like his his oh, he has a whole thing about the way he makes movies and it's a lot of you know really? improv and stuff. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what has he done? I mean the I think Killing of a Chinese Bookie is the one people bring up the most. Oh. Um, I've seen him in other movies, but I have not watched any of his films. Gotcha. Uh, like he's in a movie called Mikey and Nikki, which is basically all uh, improv. That's also very good but that's mm. like totally him in his element uh but yeah awesome see that I'm faces yeah killing of a chinese bookie um oh I seeing see. him as an older actor now i i'm more familiar with him and other films too okay got it cool sorry Woo, rabbit hole. i feel like the combination of the two of those would work the best but i get that directors are the way that they are yeah, but, a woman uh, under the influence. That's the one I was like, I think that's him, mm. but I had to make sure. Um, and then lastly, I thought this was ridiculous, <laughs> but the uh, the scene where Mia Farrow eats raw liver, 
pretty gross. It's legit raw liver, yeah. and she was a vegetarian and Aww. still went out of her way to eat it. So I'm I'm guessing if she ate raw liver, the scene where she makes that very, very blue steak was probably also really very, very The way she does steak. all that is, like, so visceral and disgusting. Uh. It's like, ugh. <coughs> and like probably the most horrific shit in the whole movie outside of you know being raped by satan right and, and i think that it's it's cool too that we see it as visceral like visceral and like really gross but she doesn't until she sees her reflection in a toaster and then she's just like well i gotta go throw up this is fucking gross yeah. like, it's like yo dude that's not even the first time you did it you've yeah. done it several times like yeah dude it's really fucking gross what you're doing yeah it's almost like you know when somebody like turns to a, a vampire right and they're like you know mm-hmm. freaked out by themselves yeah super scared all right so let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back i mean it's gonna be a little weird because there's not really a whole lot of special effects to talk about but it's okay we have some things to talk about still we do okay bye there is plenty of time to treat yourself to something good to eat at our refreshment center and we're back what up Hello. <laughs> okay, so they're not going to talk back. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a one way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, um, yeah, there's not a lot of special effects that are just you know super original and like let's just gush over them for the movie. Aside from what you mentioned, temple. Oh, the um, the uh, ritual. Uh, I don't know if you want to call it sex. Technically sex. Rape scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like the the dreamy stuff is um, is very good and interesting and shot differently than the rest of the movie, which makes yeah. sense because she was drugged, but only half drugged because she threw half the moose out. The mouse. Yeah. The yeah. mouse, which is very cute that they called it mouse. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I, I'm assuming, why at the end of it she was just like, Oh, this isn't a dream. This is really happening. Right. Like, yes. Yeah, it's a hard thing to convince yourself that that's actually happened. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you're not going to be like, pretty sure I was raped by the <laughs> devil last night. Yeah. That's oh. weird, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, um, whenever she finally figures it all out and is convinced that uh, something is very, very, very wrong, and she goes to her um, original doctor, played by. The incredible Charles Grodin, oh, yeah. uh, old, you know, Beethoven's dad himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, uh, the, yeah, he's like, well, well, I mean, if he, he's not going to believe you, he's going to think that you're kind of having an episode because yeah. you are technically having an episode. It just also happens to be with good reason. It's just, right. it's true. <laughs> however. Yeah. However, yeah. Uh, you, are, it's actually real. Yeah. 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 Which says a lot about, I mean. This whole movie says a lot about a lot of things. <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, that's that's kind of the way it is. Like, you know, as far as uh, women having free agency over their body and, mm-hmm. and medical conditions and, well, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah, so, I mean, it's uh, fairly, fairly obvious, but not, uh, doesn't like wink at the camera in like an annoying way about right. it. It doesn't feel, doesn't feel preachy or anything. It mm-hmm. actually feels like commentary. And a lot of times when they do commentary, it just seems like they're fucking trying to like, wave their finger in your face or teach you a lesson. And yeah. Exactly. Fucking annoying. Yeah. But this movie doesn't do that. That's yeah. not Because this, this is all. a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I think that, like, it's important um, 
for us to talk more about, like less about the special effects. I don't know which words I'm saying. He's like really trying to get our attention. Um, less about the special effects and more about like the way the cinematography is done throughout the film because mm-hmm. there's kind of a running theme and this is not an original thought in the slightest, obviously, and you can go on the interwebs and you can read this lecture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's cinephile.com and it's all it's a giant lecture on teaching Rosemary's baby. Yeah. It's all there for you, but essentially... Something important for us to look at. There's a cat button. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. He's out of control, you guys. Um, So each scene that is set up is set up for like a reason, obviously. Mm -hmm. And in theory, that's kind of how movies are done, but not necessarily. You know, sometimes it's just like Gonzo style filming. Yeah, this movie isn't like particularly avant-garde. Like it all, it all makes sense and it's all just like laid out and the breadcrumbs just keep on getting bigger until there's a giant Satan baby at the end. Exactly. (laughs) And it's kind of cool because you don't necessarily realize that that's what's happening at the time. But then when you look back, you're like, Oh, yeah, I did yeah. feel weird when that was happening. Mm-hmm. I did kind of feel like I was being left out of part of the conversation. So the scenes in particular that I thought that I didn't think that this professor pointed out, and then I was like, you know what, you're right, um, were like, for instance, the scenes where there's a conversation going on and we're looking at it from the perspective of the outsider. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're removed from yeah. the situation as right. opposed to like it being a shot, reverse shot conversation with the people. They're, Correct. They're, they're in the, like, you know, a little in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just push, push back in the frame a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that happens multiple times throughout this film. So like, for instance, when they're um, at uh, Minnie and Roman's apartment uh-huh. and they've had dinner and Minnie and Rosemary are doing the dishes and which part of that scene that kind of struck me was not necessarily that like you know that there's some conversation in the other room going on after the fact that was probably about something nefarious mm-hmm. but honestly the fact that like Minnie and Rosemary had like almost no conversation whatsoever was more uncomfortable for me mm-hmm. but that might have just been because I have a hard time with silence you know like <laughs> I was just thinking about the fact that like they're at this old lady's house and poor Rosemary is doing a nice thing by, like, coming and, like, agreed to have dinner with them after they'd found their neighbor, the girl that was living with them, dead. Right. Yeah, because it, it kind of all starts, basically, in the basement when she meets her and sees the necklace. And then mm-hmm. it's, like, from there. Right. Just have things just kind of s- slowly spiral, uh, and you know. Pro- and, yeah, and then they progress from there. So... But that's the whole, I mean, so that's just kind of one of the visually satisfying things about this movie, I think, is that everything plays with, like, the psychology of how you process the movie. Yeah. So every every shot where there's something pivotal going on, like, in that particular conversation, they're just doing something one day and, like, doing the dishes, doing ladies' work. Yeah. And... In the other room, they're talking about... It's like she's an afterthought, but she's also the the plot of 
right. their their film. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. But she's, she's still like, you know, just like, oh, she's all off to the side at all times. Well, she's, she's very much just like a vessel. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. She's just yeah. a womb. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's, like, like, that's what she is. She's a, a walking, talking thing that's going to shit out a baby. Right. And that's it. That's all she is. Like, to further talk about the point that you were making with that scene of, of um, Rosemary and Minnie in the in the kitchen, the camera does have a shot where we see into the the dining, or, like, the, like, living room mm-hmm. where the men are talking. Right. But they're not in the shot. Exactly. You can't hear what they're saying. Exactly. And all you see is, like, smoke. So it's like... Yeah. Oh, well, they're definitely hanging out smoking cigars. And that's basically... Because I had the thought, I was like... I, it doesn't feel like John Cassavetti's character, Guy, um, is like in on this before they move in. But right. I guess he's just like... <clears throat> so they just go over there like once and the guy just like indoctrinates him like in that one evening. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, technically... He goes over there, he goes over there that night. And then he goes over there the next night, but she doesn't go with him the second time. Yeah, yeah. So I think to, I mean, for me, yes, I think so. You know why? You think what? I th- I think that they did indoctrinate him that night. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because he's a giant douche, and the entire and he's an actor. Yeah, the entire dinner. There's giant douche. Y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, not all actors are You know, so self-centered. But like, yeah. But they, the entire dinner, like, they're talking about, you know, how great he was in this particular role and how Roman's a producer and blah, blah, blah. He and wants more than a Yamaha commercial, god damn it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, essentially, also thinking about the future, if they're talking about having three children, I don't know, man. That's a, that's insane in general. But uh, I digress. So, yeah. you know, the entire time it feels as though they're priming him for that. And he doesn't have any particularly religious beliefs. They've already discussed that. And that's exactly right. What you just said about how that shot was set up. Like that's how all of those shots are set up. Mm-hmm. Where it's just everything that you're seeing is just just you're not She's getting left the full out picture. and you're left out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But they give you or, just enough to where like you're like, okay, it all makes sense. And when you go back and rewatch it, like I said that it was the, the you know, the lady with the necklace that ends up killing herself yeah jumping out the window yeah uh but it really starts um with the closet which is set up when they when they move in and then expertly brought into probably in my opinion the scariest scene in the movie uh when it gets used later at the end when she tries to have some like you know take this thing on herself Mm -hmm. in a last ditch effort yeah yeah yeah, she, I mean, yes, because um, that's the very first setup where you can, you know that there's something else going on that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like, well, like, this is weird. That's right. basically it. They're like, that's weird. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. that is weird. And then, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the point of that lecture also is that, like, the entire setup of all of, all of these scenes and the psychology that goes into that is to get you to think about the fact that there is something else going on that we cannot see. Yeah. And what is that? <clears throat> it's Satan's baby. Yeah. You know, like, so, um, 
But yeah, I mean, that is uh, that is primarily, like, everything as far as visual effects are concerned with this movie, the visual effect is the way that everything is shot, um, the, the scene dressing, the mm-hmm. costuming, everything is meant to feel either incredibly garish or really timid. Yeah. Is, are we in, are we seeing things from Rosemary's perspective where everything is yellow and white? Or are we seeing things from... Uh, Minnie and Roman's perspective where everything is like for them it's bright and over the top and just you know you're yeah. you're that's the life of luxury mm. um which in 1969 yeah, the, that's what you would think of as like satanic you know yeah the difference between the two apartments it's like oh they're the same apartment they you know basically put a partition up and made two of them but like right. just the way that that they are like decorated where right. yeah. one looks like a giant smoking room and the other one looks like a young hip couple's like apartment. Very modern, yeah. very chic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one's all you know, it's it's old. Everything's fucking wood and brown mm-hmm. and like fucking candelabras and shit. Also, yeah. like the pivotal points of each apartment, I think is like the hub. I guess we should say of each apartment is something else to consider because, like in um, Rosemary and Guy's apartment, there are essentially two hubs. So they're in. In my opinion, at least, and I don't know anything. I'm not a professional film analysis person. Right. However, in my opinion, if you are paying attention, there are two places where they hang out the most: mm-hmm. the kitchen, which makes sense because yeah. for Rosemary, that she wants to be a homemaker. Yeah. She wants to have three children. She wants to take care of her family. She's incredibly supportive of her husband, who is constantly being called out, but she's constantly coming. To his defense, and yeah. you know, t- talking up what a great actor he is, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, and then he's a pretty good actor. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. He's he, he's yeah. good his, enough. His big his best role is putting a Satan in his wife. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the other, uh, the other hub in their their home, obviously, is their teeny tiny television. That he's just glued to constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, that's like his life is he's an actor. Right. And for Minnie and Roman, we don't see a lot of their apartment. But the places that we see, they're places of celebration. So there's yeah. like, you know, they're having the party in yeah, their like sitting the, the room. Big den mm-hmm. or right. I guess living room. I don't know. It's very, yeah. very large. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Everything's really large and really cavernous and like. It's celebratory and almost ritualistic, which mm. is almost almost what <laughs> it is. Yeah. So it's just it's really fun to like kind of compare the two, and each time you watch it, you you do you start to pick up a little bit more. Like I feel different mm-hmm. looking at it, looking at their apartment than I yeah. do looking at Minnie and Roman's apartment. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really neat, and that's part of why this movie is so timeless because it is hard. <clears throat> to pull off special effects that stay that way. Yeah. I'm glad that there's not, like, if if they showed the baby, this movie just breaks. Yeah. It would have It would happen, yeah. it just completely breaks. Absolutely. Yeah. No matter I mean, how, like, good it looked, it's not going to, It's it doesn't work. No. Yeah. It's funny, I was talking to my uh, mom about this movie recently, and she was like, oh, yeah, in her mind, you just, you see the baby's, like, you know, like a lobster claw or yeah. something. And I was like, it's like, no, that doesn't happen. That's so funny. <laughs> but, the only uh, thing but uh, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah. You probably hadn't seen it since, you know, fucking 1970. Yeah. Right. 
Well, the only, I mean, you, and you do see the devil, you know, quote unquote devils, like hands and some glimpses of its eyes. Yeah, you eyes see like and, a, the, you know, a, like a close up of its eyes. Yeah. And yeah. even that is like almost too much to me, I feel like. And, yeah. and that's, I mean, I feel like that's a lot coming for me because I freaking, I love goofy special effects and I love mm-hmm. special effects in general. Yeah, but, but like for a movie like this, like, we don't really need it. I think that honestly, if you do it, then it's then it is then it's as goofy as the premise sounds. Exactly, mm-hmm. and that's why this works because it's not goofy. There's a version of this that could be goofy fun, right? But like after this, nobody wants that. No, mm-hmm. no <laughs> like, it's like no, right. it's like yeah, like the. Uh, I guess there has been remakes. Like I think a mini series. There's a television, yeah, yeah. mini series in and 2014. And there's a, a sequel. Movie, yeah. TV movie as well, and I'm like, why would? It? I mean, you, why? Because people because will watch could. it, yeah, yeah. Because you could, huh. but like, uh, I think that there's a sequel book which that's based off of. I which would. I don't even want to know what happens, but I'm kind yeah. of morbidly interested. I would. Li- I, I could. Would I could separate it. it. I, you know, because there's plenty of things I. Rosemary too. Back to the womb. <laughs> this time, it back, it's Kate. personal. Yeah, yeah. It's just the sequel is just the omen. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like two through fifteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. I think honestly, the scariest part of of the rape scene is um, the next day where he's like, "Oh, you know, I didn't want to miss baby making night." And you're his like, oh, reaction. Yeah. yeah, it's so his gross. Reaction, and then the scratches on her boobs, like on her side boob there, like mm-hmm. th- that told enough. I feel yeah. like I don't. I this is probably the one and only time where I'm gonna say like, we really didn't need the special effects yeah. of the devil. Yeah, yeah, his little feather, <laughs> feathery hands. Yeah, yeah it's the- like oh, I mean, you know, you know that she's. Uh, drugged or whatever but yeah so it's like she could just be seeing it mm-hmm. but you right know. yeah that's what i got you guys we can move on to just talking about why we all love this movie so much and how wonderful it is and how it's never going to be the worst movie ever because it's the greatest <laughs> wow <laughs> that was a lot yeah <laughs> i don't know well yeah Timbal, what you got what do i have i mean I, I'm not not a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's like it's, it's just kind of uh, you know every it's it doles all the information out like really well to the yeah. point where she can no longer deny the fact that there's something wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's too late, which yeah. I think is like hard. Um, oh god, I have cat hair in my mouth. Um, when you are with a douchebag uh-huh. and you want so hard to believe that they have your best interest in mind. Right. And so, like, this entire film, you're just, like, watching her, like, really, 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 really <laughs> trust Guy. Yeah. And it's just all stacking up for the viewer. You're like, no, girl, yeah. come on. This dude is horrible. The entire yeah. time he's, like, building you up just to put you down to build you up to put you down to build you up to put you down that is abuse dude yeah Yeah. when she like finally is like fucking starts to get over it like Mm -hmm. over the like she's like what the fuck and has like the party with all of her like younger friends oh yeah and they're like like hey you look like shit yeah yeah you need to you need to get this figured out, and you're like, mm-hmm. yes, thank God, something yeah. positive. Yeah. <laughs> then he calls her friends, 
the loud bitches or the something yeah. like that. Stupid bitches. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like whoa, dude. Dumb bitches or whatever. Yeah, I. He's. Oh my god. He's just. He's so gross. Yeah. Uh, everything about it. Everything about him is just. There's always that like super facade. That mm-hmm. like surface level fake nice where you're like yeah. oh this guy's probably fun to have around but you know if you get one too many drinks in him you have to make sure he goes home i mean at the beginning <laughs> of the movie he's like you know pretty charming and likable but it doesn't last for very long because no. like you know he you know not too far into the movie he ultimately sells out his fucking wife yeah. Uh, yeah for his own gain and then at the end of the movie he's like oh you know well we just we can we can have another it's like another (laughs) we can just have other kids after i just betrayed your trust in the most horrific possible way yeah uh and also brought on the antichrist on the planet yeah uh the um like do they ever even say why they want to party with satan just for just to bring about justice to all those that have brought injustice to the followers of Satan. So yeah, it's typical Satan yeah. gabagool yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, and then it, the, of course the way the movie ends, where it's like, well, fuck. She's yeah. like, it is my fucking kid. What yeah. the fuck do I do here? Yeah, it's like I mean, yeah, it's like they're they're just gonna fucking kill me, yeah. or do I? You know, it's kind of similar to the uh, like. Or not? It's not similar. The end of Midsummer is similar to this, in where it's like, oh well, I guess this is just where I am now. I mean, yeah. there's so many reasons <laughs> why I understand how Patty Hearst ended up the way she did. You know what I mean? Like that's basically what. <laughs> I mean, yeah. This it is like at the end, when this is all over, you're like, well, I guess this is like, yeah. I guess she's given into given in. Yeah. Because, what the fuck else? What else, what else does she possibly have? She's mm-hmm. to sure. her knowledge, she's tried everything she can, and here she is with this devil baby. You know, yeah. so Honestly. surrounded by and like I love that when she breaks through, and there's and everybody's there, and you see the carriage with the beautiful upside oh down crossover. So beautiful, so funny, so good, uh, and everybody is like, she walks in, and everybody's just kind of talking. They don't notice her, and then they do, and like. Somebody freaks out, but then everybody, like, is just, like, nobody really, like, stands up. They yeah. all just are, like, oh, like, what the fuck? What the fuck is she going to do? Right. right. She weighs all of fucking 95 pounds, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and everybody's just totally calm and, yeah. like, like you know, well, we, got, we, got our, our, we got our shit taken care of. Yeah. We're good to go. Yeah. I mean, she's carrying that giant knife. Yeah. So and then afterwards, everyone just, the party goes on, and she's still an afterthought and yeah. sitting in the chair and just probably realizes that there's absolutely nothing she can do yeah. well the only one that actually like gives a shit to even talk to her is roman just like hey you don't have to join us but like you should take care of the kid it is your kid and she's like well i guess you're right and then like yeah, the whole com- yeah, time completely too, yeah completely dejected well the, yeah. the thing is too is this is the only time i feel like in the movie other than when she's talking to her friends that she has given the truth at all yeah. Like the whole movie she's being lied to the entire well, time. Hutch, so Right. But Hutch helps her out. But he doesn't even really get to tell his, her the basically, truth. Basically, yeah, he like yeah. yeah, he he tries to and yeah. uh is, you know, ritually sacrificed right. <laughs> yeah. to comadum uh you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, 
he's he's getting in the way. And what's funny too is at the end when she's like, you know, obviously freaking out and figuring out what's going on. We don't even see like like guy doesn't even talk to her. The only time we see guy in the entire like that whole end of the movie He's like, oh fuck, she's here, and he just like scurries off, and then you can see him well, off in the he's distance. A fucking weasel. Yeah, know. he knows that what he did was wrong. He's but not like, that. He's not stupid. He's I just, just a think piece of shit. I just think it's wild too, because like you see him again in the same shot, but he's like in a whole other room, and he is just like scurrying away, and it's just like you fucking bitch, dude. Well, you think, you fucking coward. I think that that starts uh, the second that she quits being in pain essentially and then for him it's like oh shit this is real like i mean i didn't i'm sure like you know sure maybe he thought it was real before that he legit made a deal with these people but like you know the entire time she's in pain she can't feel the baby necessarily all all you know is that she's just like in excruciating pain for like three to four months yeah and then all of a sudden she can feel the baby kick and then that's when he like recoils and is like, Ugh. oh yeah, he like he's like he's like mm, I don't yeah it's like yeah. oh yay, it's yeah. alive <laughs> yeah it's like oh yeah he's like I don't you know? I don't know what that is yeah uh, but then it from is, there yeah. yeah also the sense of relief like while watching the movie when her pain finally stops you're just I like know. good for you goddamn it like yeah, yeah, yeah. we're still we're still in it deep but like. You're just like it. Just feels like a little bit of a weight off of your shoulder as the viewer, because you're like this fucking poor lady. Yeah. So you're just like yeah. any like yeah, a small victory is still a victory. Yeah. Uh, exactly. For you, because you're you know the movie treats you similar to the way that it treats our main character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Where was where, for you guys? What was the first? What was the first moment where you you knew? That guy was a, a piece of shit. That you were just like, mm. I don't know because it was a second viewing. But I mean, I caught it way earlier. The second viewing, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, basically, as soon as the, as soon as they like, he goes over there the second night or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's when I realized it this time. Uh, yeah. But the first time I saw the movie, I'm not. I don't remember. It, it was a few years ago. Yeah. Honestly, what like solidified it for me was. Um, Knowing that he was a, a shitty guy, right? But then when she comes home to all the roses and stuff. After. After everything, yeah. essentially. And he's like, I've been a real piece of shit to you. I'm so sorry. And here's all these roses. And it's just like, okay, so you're going to give her the fucking flower that she's, that's in her name. You know you're a piece of shit. You're like doing all this to make it seem like you're not a piece of shit. But everyone knows that you are. And this is just fake. And this sucks. And then he ends up doing it again later on in the movie. Yeah. When she's pregnant. And it's just like, dude, go fuck yourself. Like, because he gives her all the roses. And then he's like, let's have a baby. And it's just like, you fucking, what's up? What's up? What what is this? even worked out her, like, ovulation calendar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was, like, a real over-the-top, like, Got a big old red marker on these days. It's like, like, oh, yeah, like, I, uh... I didn't want to miss baby making night. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Rough. Is... He's just like, well, we could have done it in the morning when I was awake. Yeah. yeah. I was raped by my husband because that's a thing. Yeah. It is a Maybe thing. not in 68. Yeah. But it's a thing. It yeah. is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's 110% a thing. Yeah. Yeah, dude. 
It's rough. Yeah. He is. It's like, yeah, that's the, the like, where it's like, oh, yeah, they've taken, she's absolutely nothing after that. Right. Because, <laughs> like, like, if you thought anybody gave a shit. Yeah. Nobody at gives all. a shit. Yeah. No. Yeah, I think for me, honestly. I mean, they care. They care about that baby, though. Uh-huh. Well, Minnie will not. No. Not leave her alone. No. no. Minnie's at definitely. The best. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> I mean, she's great in the movie. Obviously, yeah. she's a, a scumbag, but, yeah. you know. I don't, yeah, it would be hard to deal with. I mean, and that's probably part of why, like, I have a hard time <coughs> getting close to neighbors, too, <laughs> in in real life, IRL, because it's just like, at what point do I get to say, like, I just don't feel like talking today? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, hope you're doing okay. I've only had two neighbors in my life that I talked to, like, yeah. since I've moved out of, yeah. on my own. And it was uh, a, a woman in my first apartment who was, like, a second grandma. Yeah. And then old Dick Richard down the street here. <laughs> I know. Um, the other thing is the whole apartment, the Bramford, is that right? Yeah. Uh, the Yeah, I think it's the Bramford. It's like the Bram for short or Brom, like Brom Stoker. Yeah, uh, but the like the rest of the apartments, is that where the rest of the – do all of the cult members live in the building? Because there's like – all the side characters are memorable because they all look – interesting Um, and the only really person you interact with in a like large way and it's still not that way is her friend is minnie's friend who like comes up and knits with him like Mm -hmm. she shows up a couple times but it's like do they all and you know we have the them all naked for the ritual or whatever but do they live in the apartment is this just an apartment of uh witch folk i'm pretty sure i think they do oh okay i don't think they do i was just curious because i was thinking about it uh you know it's like is it are they all in here like i don't know how big this place is because you don't really see you only see the one apartment i don't Mm -hmm. think you see the elevator but and the you know the beautiful architecture of the building (coughs) and the basement right one scene the spooky basement um I don't think so because Dr. Saperstein, I don't think Dr. Saperstein lives there. Yeah. So I wouldn't assume that the whole coven or cult, if you will, lives there. Yeah. I was just curious. It was just a thought. It's like, is this building just like. Just devils? Well, I mean, because the building itself has like, um, has that super seedy history that Hutch tried to warn her about where they've had. And and the seedy history is pretty much almost all exclusively around. Roman's family mm-hmm. um so uh because his dad was a satin worshiper as well who brought about the, the devil the devil so um but I so for me the probably the first moment that I realized like that either not just that like guy was a piece of shit but like that something was off about their relationship was like the first time they have sex in their brand new apartment and it's like woo new apartment woo also uh, awkward way to be like let's make love yeah (laughs) and then they just like two minutes of them taking their clothes off yeah Yeah. then you just watch them yeah individually take their clothes off which is fine like I mean sometimes you gotta be pragmatic about stuff and I get that that's totally fine but like um, I just he was just didn't even say anything just like whatever he does it with fervor like a little turtle on his back (laughs) taking his pants off i know it is so funny but i also thought that it was funny okay so this is all of this uh episode is is just me like freaking out about all the fun brain explosions i had during this movie sorry um but when she the scene prior to that she said something else in almost the exact same way 
just like, hey, let's blah, blah, blah. Or, hey, look at these shelves. Or I don't even remember what it was. Mm -hmm. But it was just like, hey, something super mundane. And then there's like, you know, a cutscene, and you see all these fun things happening. And then the next scene, they're like eating uh, pizza and drinking beer. And then she says it in almost the exact same way. Yeah. Hey, let's make love. Yeah. And it's just like almost makes you feel like, yeah, sex is probably pretty mundane for them. It's probably mm. just like a just a, it's a part of life because right. at some point they want to have babies. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. You guys. I do. Too. Oh, um, special effects. There is one. The um, the lady that was living with um the cast of Vets. Yeah. Uh-huh. It r- jumps out the window. Uh-huh. Her eyeballs popped out whenever they show her. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm. It's like next to her head on the side. I don't oh. remember seeing it the first time, but it's like she's on the ground. There's a bunch of blood, but like one of her eyeballs is like That's so over funny. here. That's fun. <laughs> That's... I honestly never even noticed that. Yeah. I That's mean, the movie, funny. like it's not particularly memorable because it's not shot in a way that's like, uh, that, like that's look, look check this out yeah. yeah because that's not this movie yeah no. uh but um yeah I'm, yeah I'm just you know that, that, is, that, that was a, that's a thing that's that a, is a thing the most violent thing in the well outside of satan um, yeah satan rape, rape? Yeah. yeah um i do think i one thing that i love about that scene is like obviously we've got a dead woman who like you know didn't commit suicide <coughs> definitely did not no. commit suicide was murdered um but we've got her just like do you think she was murdered just because she was probably infertile i think she was murdered because she did not want to partake in satan's baby yeah or just yeah she well, neither did rosemary Roman, but they just drugged rosemary yeah but there's that i think whole... they like were slowly and trying to indoctrinate her into the coven thing they gave her the right. necklace and stuff so maybe they were just trying to get oh, her just how, to that's join how the, roman fucked to, up to join the party yes. or whatever gotcha yeah that's how roman fucked up because he told her that's that's one of those conversations that you can only get via, via the partition mm-hmm. so like in those scenes i've done it like once or twice but i don't know that i've paid attention a whole lot if you just like throw in your your closed captions or whatever just like mm-hmm. so you can actually hear you know what they're talking about. You don't have to turn your might, TV up yeah. super loud. It might also that. be in the book because supposedly the this movie is um, a film that's based Closely off of a book, adapted. but like yeah. they like yeah, like whole swaths of dialogue are just like pulled yeah. for straight from yeah. the source material. Yeah. yeah, there are some like pretty choice differences, but like it's differences that would have changed the personality of like rosemary for mm. instance like the way we see her i think so um stuff that works better in a book than a movie kind of yeah, stuff yeah exactly yeah. they just have more t- you have more time to play with in a book so yeah. um but yeah uh that's... Well, i guess yeah it, it, i was just remembered i was like oh the first reason the first time like the witchcraft pays off is uh john guy uh his the role or whatever he was trying to get was yeah. given to a some other guy. Yeah. And they basically put a hex on him and make him go blind. Yeah. yeah. It's really fucked yeah. Because Guy went and met him and grabbed his tie. Yeah, to do they some ritual stuff. Yeah, tie. I feel like that, that was the first thing. And when that worked, maybe that's when he was... when Once it worked and he was excited about it, that's when the baby plot starts. Because it's like, oh, like this shit is real and it works. Like, yeah. all right, what's fucking next? I'm, yeah. Now I'm... Now I got a taste for it. Yeah. Uh, let's go straight to the womb. Yeah. Which is cool because that's when when we when Rosemary calls that guy. That's when we find out. 
exactly how long he's been in this. Or it's just like, oh, you've been in this since like the second fucking day that you guys had moved in here. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty wild. I love how sneaky she is in that conversation too, mm-hmm. because she, you can, because she's not, she's not really sneaky. She's freaking out. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. She just covers, she covers her tracks as well as, as she well could. As she but can. that's when, yeah. yeah, that's part, you know, when she starts to fucking finally, Piece it together. Come to, yeah, come to the realization, piece it together. That's yeah. a, definitely a, a big part of yeah. it. It's giant. But Poor I, Hutch. I wish this movie had a little bit more Hutch. I know. Hutch like was Hutch. great. He just got moited, um, mm-hmm. but he played his part. He did wonderful helping Rosemary piece it all together. Also, yeah. do you guys want to play Scrabble after this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And she was yeah. like trying to figure out like the anagram. She's yeah. Like, Scrabble. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what that's what it is. Yeah, Scrabble's uh, good for that. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, yeah. If this movie was made today, it would have been like uh, like Words letters on her or... magnet, uh, magnets on her on her. Uh, oh, like <laughs> her refrigerator. Her refrigerator poetry. <laughs> that's cute. Stuff. Yeah. But yeah, just letters, or maybe yeah. like the little kid ones. It says "live, <laughs> laugh, love." Yeah, and then she has to spell out "Satan dick," <laughs> and it's just like, oh god, yeah. very different. Or maybe uh, you know, buying stuff for the baby's room, and you have little letters. Yeah, little magnet letters. Oh yeah, or like those little. And Pinterest... Scrabble's the best. Much better than any of these ideas. Right. But, Absolutely, you, know. you do that with the Pinterest board, though. You know, like with those little—they're like little marquee boards, but everybody's got uh, them now for yeah. like their offices. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So fun. Okay, to wrap it up, this movie also has a little uh, post-film curse, apparently. Um, I mean, yeah. So There's a lot of a lot of. Uh, Terrible stuff surrounding yes. uh, the man that made this film yeah. uh, in a couple of different ways, to yeah. say the least. So, Kristoff, who did the music for this movie, went into a coma after this movie was released. Was well, he, he sick or something, though? Like, surely. Was it a car wreck? Did he, like... No, he slipped into a coma. He just woke up in a coma? Yeah. He woke up in a coma. <laughs> he woke up asleep. I'm just gonna... William Castle had terrible kidney stones right after this movie to the point where he thought he was going to die and his dick was going to fall off. Oh, yeah. That was probably just from, like... I didn't look any of this up. Yeah, he was probably just eating eating junk food, making schlock films for for decades before. (laughs) Yeah, because... Yeah, he was just making schlock films before and then he ended up fucking... What was it? Hitchcock wanted... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Hitchcock passed on this, Hitchcock passed on this, on the, like, you know, the rights to uh, this and William Castle... Picked it up, and somehow we got a movie uh, that is not William Castle esque, uh, yeah. which is a good thing. Right? Looks so swanky with his name and cursive. I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, if you Google him, like the first picture is like him with a giant fake cockroach on his arm. That's awesome. <laughs> so um, there's all the fucking gross shit with Polanski, but then the Sharon Tate murders uh, that were perpetrated by the Mansons. So uh, yeah. The um, murders happened um, the year after this movie came out, uh, August 8th. And, um, yeah, the Mansons came in. It was uh, Tex Watson, Susan Atkins, Patricia um, uh, Krenwinkle, and Linda Kasabian came from. They drove from the uh, Spawn Ranch, which is where the Mansons were staying. And went to uh, Sharon Tate's house. 
uh, where they ended up murdering six people, one of which also was Abigail Folger, who um, was the... Um, Coffee. Like the coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Coffee mag magnate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sharon Tate was eight and a half months pregnant. Um, oh. If you want to look further into this, I suggest doing so. There's uh, plenty of information about all of this yes. stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can um, dig as deep as you want or just know about it. They murdered six <laughs> yeah. people and forgot how to spell. Yep. They so. misspelled Helt, uh, Helter Skelter on the wall with Sharon Tate's blood. And um, there's a line in The Devil's Rejects that was taken from Tex Watson. Uh, I am the devil. I am here to do the devil's work. And then he murdered fucking six people. So To which the devil said, excuse me, no thanks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're fired. Uh, also, I I'm a, a new dad. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got to take some time for me. Uh, paternity leave is really big and, well, in hell. Yeah, presumably... Yeah. Uh, Roman Polanski would have been there. Yeah. Um, but he was shooting a movie in Europe. Yeah. So, yeah. Was that didn't. after he was excommunicated? No. no, this was before. Okay. This was like a few years before. Okay. Ah, uh, right. Because I believe that happened in the 70s. That are like, yeah, maybe he well, was doing his Macbeth Sharon... over there at the time. I'm not sure what movie he was working on. Maybe yeah. Macbeth, maybe Tess. I don't know. Yeah. That's I love it when people are like, well, because Sharon Tate's tragic death, Roman Polanski. Like, no, 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 no. No. We don't get to say <laughs> Roman Polanski is a happened. piece of shit because his wife was tragically murdered. Right. He probably was before. Yeah. Um, That's how these things work. Yeah. Sorry. So... Anyway, but he did make this awesome movie that I love so much yeah. along with these other people who were probably creeps in their own right because what are you going to do, man? Hollywood, baby. Hollywood, baby. So, uh, next week, we are doing... Back uh, on the sequel train? Evil I... Dead 2, baby. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't updated them. I'm sorry, I got to update the calendar. Is it Evil Dead 2? Yeah. Okay, sweet. It's not, it is now, I guess. Yeah. Well, no, we said it. We were talking about doing Evil Dead 2 because this month, Evil Dead... Is 40 years old? Turns 40. <gasps> so we just picked the best one? I mean, we can do Evil Dead 1. I don't care. <laughs> I love them both. It's, so. been, it's been years since I've watched them. I mean, I watch, these are movies that I've seen a bunch. Yeah. Uh, like, probably In high school, these were movies that you just, just watch, watch a bunch. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So good. Um, you look like you really want to say something. Hello. Like well, you have a microphone and you can't. The mic like a base or like a baseball. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I just got really excited. That's oh. all because um, because I can make some fake blood because I have corn syrup, mm-hmm. and then um also maybe I could order some liquid latex, and we have cereal, and we have coffee grounds, and we can just remake Evil Dead. Oh, okay. Instead of an episode? Yeah. That's it? Okay. Is that what we're going to do? It'll be up on the YouTube. If that's the case, I'll make sure to wear um, clothes I don't like. Yeah. Yep. Make sure it's okay to stain your clothes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got to experiment. So, (coughs) Um, We are going to have a guest this month. Robbie Harris uh, used to do the boys podcast, uh, works for Keeley Electronics if you're into uh, guitar pedals and stuff like that. Uh, so at some point this week or this month, uh, we're going to be watching The Witch with Robbie Harris. The, so it's going to be dope. The, 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 the Witch. The Witch. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you like the show, thanks for listening to it. Go uh, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and all that shit. Go follow us on Instagram and all that jazz. Do it. Um, 
But yeah, and then if you, uh, you want to talk about horror movies and shit like that uh, on Facebook, go to the Black Cat Horror Movie Club. Uh, Throw in some Facebook. requests. Yeah. yeah. Give us, a, give us some, some weird shit. We've been covering... It's all nothing, pretty... Nothing too obscure no. quite yet. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It would be fun too, though. Yeah. 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 Um, so if there's you know, some... Something good up your sleeve. Yeah. Something you don't hear people talk about enough. Yeah, DM us on Instagram. Or uh, even if it's something awful to a lot of other people. I'll watch it. There's a lot of bad horror movies. Yeah. So, you know, you know yeah. not... pick, your, pick the litter mm-hmm. for sure. If, if there is some reason you think we should watch it, though, then, yeah. like, you know, yeah. I want to know mm-hmm. the things. Yeah. I want to know what love is. <laughs> I need to take a nap, you guys. All right. Well, we're okay. gonna we're gonna head out then. Okay. Uh, thanks for listening to the show, guys. We love you. <laughs>